You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. This is Scout Sobel, and you are here for my coveted Wednesday slot on the OKSIS Podcast. I am so excited to be with you all today. I had an outpour of love from last week's episode talking all about how to trust your desires, and it really made me really... I. I want to say it made me happy, but it was a much deeper emotional reaction to that. I was actually a little nervous to post last week's episode because I felt as if maybe I was in a different type of energy than you sisters are used to me being in. And I felt as if I was saying things publicly that I didn't necessarily, um, I felt a little bit afraid because they were big, big desires of mine that I was being honest about. And sometimes when we are incredibly honest, with our realities and with our desires. It can feel scary, especially when you say them out loud publicly. But I got so many messages knowing or from you guys that basically said that that episode really ignited you and inspired you and transformed your mindset around a lot of the things in your life. And so if that was the outcome of that episode, my job was well done and it was worth all the discomfort and fear of putting that out there into the world. It's funny how when we speak from our authentic selves and when we say out loud the things that maybe feel big or scary or um, like aren't, you know, that we're not quote unquote made for, when we do that, it feels really 
outside of your comfort zone and your root chakra gets a little bit destabilized because there is an opportunity for judgment. But when we operate out of that authentic self and that aligned space, that's when our desires come to us and we feel fulfilled and we get to connect with the people that we're meant to connect to and impact the people we're meant to impact and be in community with those who are on a similar path and who want to lift you up and you want to lift up vice versa. So I just want to say thank you for listening and for sending me your feedback. It meant the world. And today I honestly hopped on the mic, not totally knowing what I was going to talk about, but there was one One thing that came through pretty clear, which is that I almost wanted to create an episode, not just for you, but also for me to listen back to. I wanted to create an episode that was one big permission slip. I have been moving through postpartum and making a lot of lifestyle changes so that I can feel better in my body so that I can feel better in my vitality, my energy, my mood, everything, especially since I find that there's no margin for error as a mom and an entrepreneur. I don't have time to not feel good. And so I've been making radical um, changes around my diet, around taking care of myself, around my physical health. For example, I cut out alcohol, sugar, dairy. I'm going to bed early. I am meditating. I'm implementing so many of my self-care practices and then some I'm doing Pilates, little short 15 minutes Melissa Wood Pilates either every day or every other day. Even when I'm in resistance and I don't want to, I'm putting my phone away more. I am eating as clean as possible to support me not having these like sugar drops or the afternoon slump. I'm monitoring my caffeine intake. I'm getting my hormones checked. And like all of that is to say that I am doing the things that are necessary for me to feel good. And sometimes there's almost like this, this explaining that we do or this justifying that we do when we radically commit to something and in pursuit of a healthier and more beautiful and vibrant life. And I've found that being incredibly unapologetic, not just with others, but with myself about these decisions have been so helpful. So I keep coming back to the question that Melissa Wood always asks. I'm a huge fan of hers. She says, how bad do you want to feel good? And sometimes when you really want to feel good and you're at a place where you've had enough of feeling lethargic or feeling depressed or feeling anxious or feeling brain foggy or whatever it is, feeling bloated, when you get to that point of enough is enough, radical action and radical responsibility over your life is what is needed to create that change. Now, I've found that that radical responsibility and radical action is a difficult commitment to consistently show up for. So I've had to rework like or renegotiate with myself almost. So for example, on Mother's Day, um, my husband was home and I said, you know, I could have just sat on the couch and vegged out and scrolled on Instagram and numbed out and binge Netflix and done that as my as my time. But instead I said, you know what, I'm going to do the thing that future Scout will be grateful that I did today for her. And I thought of my future self and I said, what would benefit her? Would a binge session and scrolling mindlessly through Instagram help her or would a 15 minutes Melissa would Pilates session and then getting in a bath and doing a meditation be best for my highest self? And I'm kind of asking myself this question in all areas of life. Like, 
it's 8 30 o'clock I'm getting ready to wind down for bedtime uh, should I watch my show for 20 more minutes or should I do the dishes and clean up the house even though that's not what I technically want to do it's what I will feel the best doing and tomorrow when I wake up I'll feel better so I'm not asking myself anymore what do I want to do in this moment what feels good in this moment because usually what feels good in this moment is eating the candy or not working out not moving your body or going on Netflix instead of you know watching a show binging a show instead of meditating usually the things that are better for us and what our soul actually needs and what our physical body actually needs those usually aren't the things that you are in the mood to do every single day and yet to create the lasting emotional and physical results that I'm looking for and to step into this next level of my business and being a mom and, you know, building wealth and building success and building connection with my baby girl, it requires a woman who does the things consistently no matter if she feels the motivation to or not. And so in those moments where I don't feel like moving my body and I don't feel like cleaning the kitchen or I don't feel like whatever it is that I don't feel like and I'd rather just kind of numb out or relax or whatever, I'm asking myself, what would the me tomorrow be grateful for? Would the me tomorrow be grateful that I worked out when she feels that slight burn on her abs? Will the me tomorrow be grateful that I cleaned the kitchen because I'm going to wake up to a beautiful clean space? Will the me tomorrow be grateful that I dropped into a 20-minute meditation versus binge-watching Netflix? And that's where I make my decisions. Motivation has nothing to do with it. My future self has everything to do with it. And so I am lately consistently... Um, what's it called? Consistently checking in with my higher future self, consistently asking for guidance from my higher future self and weighing that against what my current self feels like doing. Because oftentimes our current self and our current mood and our current feelings of our body, et cetera, they're always going to go for the easier thing. They're always going to go for the comfort. They're always going to go for that immediate satisfaction and immediate gratification. However, those immediate releases, immediate dopamine releases, etc. Those are things that are going to make us feel good today, but they're not going to be things that promote our tomorrow. And so how can I make decisions that promote my future highest self? I know in a couple episodes back on my Wednesday segment, I talked a lot about um, journaling to my highest future self and really calling on her to see what I need to do in this moment. And so now that I've had a baby and and I feel like I was doing a lot of this before just running Scouts Agency because I really used my five to nine as a way to prep my focus and energy and vitality for my nine to five. But now that I've thrown a baby into the mix, my window of taking care of myself becomes so much more potent and so much more important. And so to do all the things I want to do, to have it all, which is something I've also been unapologetic about, I have to treat my body and implement habits and actions that are a reflection of this higher self who has it all. 
And I'm very clear on my goals. I'm very clear on my vision. I'm very clear about the person that I want to be, that I will step into, that I am stepping into, that I'm already currently embodying. And that woman does the thing that has the best long-term effects. She doesn't give in to the short-term quick immediate gratification. She doesn't give in to the fact that the piece of candy will taste good in the moment. She thinks about how I will feel post candy. She thinks about how I want to feel tomorrow and she makes decisions based off of that. This little micro perspective shift and question that I'm asking continuously in my head is keeping me on track because it's so easy to fall into our old habits I've never been someone that moved my body consistently. I've always eaten a ton of sugar and I've just decided that I want to feel good in my body and I want to wake up and feel energized and refreshed and inspired and focused at work more than I want the quick hit of sugar, more than I want the quick hit of, eh, I'll do my workout tomorrow and you know take it off my to-do list. I want to feel good. Melissa would ask, how bad do you want to feel good? I want to, I want it fucking badly. <laughs> I, I want it bad. I want to fucking feel good. End of story, period. That's it. And I will make decisions and edit my habits according to my goals no matter what. Does that mean that I'm not gentle with myself? Does that mean that I don't pad in and cushion in moments where I can just veg out and be lazy? Of course not. Like, or of course, you know, I don't actually remember what the original question was. So of course, or of course not, whichever one that was, you know, Saturday, my husband, Lily, Luna, and I all laid in bed and binge watched Veronica Mars for four hours. And it was the best fucking Saturday ever. But when I come home from work and I put Lily to bed and it's a Wednesday night and I ask myself, I could sit on the couch and just kind of watch TV passively and scroll on Instagram. Or I could get a 15-minute Pilates session and clean all the dishes and put them in the dishwasher. I'm going to choose the latter. And I am choosing the latter. I'm making decisions based off of what tomorrow wants of me. I'm making decisions based off of what my future higher self requires of me to do today so that she can be the woman that she is tomorrow. So I wanted to offer that perspective change in that exercise. I wanted to see if anyone else in the sisterhood could benefit from moving through their day and tapping into that future highest self and making decisions based off of her and maybe based not based off of the current frustrations or immediate gratification that we all so easily are tempted into. Sometimes when we pursue the long game versus the short game, that's how our manifestations, that's how the big manifestations come true. So sisters, if you are on the path of radical action, radical responsibility, and radically taking care of yourself, I see you, I hear you, I'm with you. Let's do it together. And for anyone who wants to be on that path and knows there are certain things that they get to implement to be their highest self, join us. Join us, join us, join us, because I have a feeling your highest future self is going to thank you. 
Okay, sisters, I love you. If this episode served you, I'd be so honored if you would screenshot it and tag me on Instagram, share it to your stories, text it to a friend who you know needs to hear this and leave us a five-star rating and review if you think I've earned it. I love you so much and I will catch you on Monday's episode with Mads. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 